0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow Podcast. I am your host, Liz Fiddler. Today we are going to talk about flowers that you can grow in your landscaping that make excellent cut flowers. The thing is a lot of flowers that you grow outside they're really pretty when they bloom but if you cut them and try to put them in a vase they're gonna die. I've mentioned these before but I have partnered with Unpacked Publishing. It's my friend Allison. They work out of the Twin Cities here in Minnesota. It's just three awesome gals that work really hard to put out these ebooks they collaborate with people that seem to be experts in our field they do a lot of different ebooks on whatever they might be an expert in so one does one on like canning one does one on makeup tutorials one does one on organizing your house one wrote an ebook on how to build organization in your closet and she made like literally built some custom shelves and just tutorials on how to do those types of things. And then they sell the eBooks anywhere from like five to 20 bucks, depending on how lengthy it is. And then they offer a really unique partnership with the author and it, it just works out really well. So you should follow them on Instagram at, Unpacked Publishing. And like I said, they partner with a lot of different authors to distribute ebooks to inspire, guide, and educate. I am in no way sponsored by them, other than I have some books written with them, but they're just amazing people that do amazing things. And so the first one that I wrote was Every Room Blooms, and that is on growing your first cut flower garden. So it's like for a, if you grow a vegetable garden, you want to grow cut flowers, then you can do it this way, or this is what you do, and you pop the seeds in the ground. The next one that I wrote is the one I'm going to talk about today, Backyard Blooms. And then the other one I wrote was Bouquets in Bloom and Making a Bouquet. If you go to my website, SunnyMaryMeadow.com slash podcast, you will find the written blog form of this episode and links to all of the things that I talk about and seeing it in written form. So we're going to talk about growing flowers in your landscaping that make excellent cut flowers. So not everyone has the room or the desire to plant an entire garden of cut flowers. People are like, you know what? I I don't have the space for that or I don't want to do that, but I like pretty flowers around my house. And if once a week I can cut a bouquet or maybe cut just five stems to add to a small bouquet that they buy from the grocery store. Great. So I'm going to show you what landscaping flowers you can plant around your home that also serve multi-purpose as cut flowers like I said, not all flowers do well in a vase. And if they do, then your landscaping suffers because you're cutting them all. So the trick is to symmetrically cut only a few blooms from each plant. Again, I am in zone 4B. So the plants that I'm talking about are all hardy to this zone. If I lived in like zone 7 or somewhere warmer, this list would be a lot longer. And this isn't an all-inclusive list, but it's just ones that I enjoy that I like to do that I guarantee if you drive around central Minnesota this area you'll be like oh I know what that is I know what that is or you know you'll recognize some of them. To find out where you are located and what these flowers are going to be hardy to you're going to look at this USDA plant hardiness zone app or map <laughs> not app not an app there probably is an app actually but if you go to the link on my website you'll find the map and figure out what color in you're in. So for example peonies don't thrive in Florida. And in Minnesota, you have to dig up dahlias in the winter. That's just the way it is. So you worry about the timing. When it comes to your cut flowers in your landscaping, I am a big fan of mulch to keep your weeds away. I know it's a little bit more labor intensive than rocks, but I just think it looks nicer and fresher. Uh, You can split, divide, and transplant the plants much easier. I used to put landscaping in my perennial beds and cut holes where the plants would go and then put the mulch on top. But honestly, it just creates a mess down the road. And so now I just skip that altogether. And then twice a year, I sprinkle preen on it, which is a pre-emergent that will kill seedlings before they start to sprout. And that just keeps the extra weeds from going. So twice a year, once in the early spring and again mid-summer, I sprinkle some preen on the existing mulch and beds and and then I'll just add a few more bags of mulch and rake it in. This makes the mulch look brand new and less faded from the sun and then it prevents the weeds from growing. So it's not a chemical like roundup, it's a pre-emergent herbicide. It kills seeds while germinating. It's not going to harm existing plants or establish weeds, unfortunately. So it forms a barrier between the new weeds from growing and it just makes things a lot more manageable. All right. The first flower that I'm going to talk about that makes an excellent cut flower and goes in your landscaping is hydrangeas. They're much more of a, a bush with a strong branch. So you really need a A sharp shears, and you're gonna cut it low. My favorite variety of hydrangeas to use as cut flowers is Limelight. It's just a really pretty lime green. It gets more of a purple as the season goes on. So, to use in bloom for arrangements, when they're fully open, you just cut them low with a sharp sharp shears, sharp shears. Sharp shears, and you're going to remove all the leaves. I also really love to let these bloom in my landscaping all fall and summer. And then around Thanksgiving, I cut them when they're dried and dead and put them in Thanksgiving centerpieces or porch pots with evergreens. And again, with all of these, take, you know, don't take more than a third of the plant, symmetrically cut them out. Uh, you can definitely put some in a vase, but just keep in mind they're not going to regrow, but you can remove some and you're not going to notice it. The next one that I like to use around my landscaping and again I'm actually in the process of completely redoing the landscaping around my house so these are literally the flowers that I'm going to grow. So coneflower is the next one. I like to cut those when The stem is really stiff but if you wait too long then the petals are really delicate and they can fall off. They actually make really pretty dried flowers in the fall once the petals are all off and then just using the center pods or just the little balls um, for a unique texture in fall arrangement. You don't need to hang them upside down or anything like that. They just once they fall off mother nature does her thing and the plants kind of go dormant. These petals of cone flowers, they they face downward. And so they just make them really unique compared to other flowers. And they're just really beautiful. I also love to use flocks in arrangements. I will cut them when they're about a half or about a third to half open. And they're extremely delicate. So be careful when you touch them, cut them low. So about six inches off the ground, because they will actually branch off and shoot two new stems up and bloom again before the summer is over. And they usually will last about a week in the vase. So Like I said, make sure you strategically cut the stems symmetrically around the bush or the plant. The other thing I want to mention is I actually grow long rows of most of these over in my cut flower garden rather than just taking some out of my landscaping. So I do grow these and cut off the entire plant and then just let them regrow the next year. However, I know that the goal of this book is for you to have them just in your landscaping and use some of them. So I just don't want any confusion there. The next one is peonies. So I know this is super controversial and people get confused about it, but peonies, you're going to cut them evenly and never just one side of the plant. You want to really keep that symmetrical. The thing is, if you wait until the peonies are perfectly open, you cannot have it both ways. You can't have them open in the bush and then pick them and bring them inside. They're going to die within a day. But if you cut them when they're just barely looking like a marshmallow and in that like squishy marshmallow stage and then bring them inside, they'll last like five days. You can't have it both ways. You either need to enjoy them outside, enjoy them outside or enjoy them inside, but you can't double up. You can't let them bloom outside and then bring them in or they're not going to live. So, you know, I I vote just bring them all inside, decorate your house. Otherwise, you're going to have to use like some support cages. And I'm going to post a link for the support cages that I use around my landscaping because honestly, otherwise they're just laying on the ground and they're not that pretty. So you need to like corral them up. The cages that I use... When the plants are about six inches tall, I put this cage on there and it has like three stakes that it goes in and then it just grows up through the cage. And then I lift that about six inches every week. And you can still cut about half the peonies to bring inside, just cut them evenly, but the stems will then grow through it and then the base of the stems will be supported. All right, one more thing I want to add with peonies and this trick actually works. You know, right now with my business, I have about 500 and... I don't know, somewhere between 500 and 600 peony plants, but I will not be able to cut those for three years. I just planted them last fall, but I did have about 80 of them, but I actually moved them over to where my new ones are. And so I'm just going to have to wait with them. But with harvesting them, like I said, cut them when they're in the soft marshmallow stage. And the green color will be just cracked open and the colored petals will be barely showing and the flower bud will feel like you're squeezing a marshmallow. I remove all of the leaves because they're just going to sag anyway. And then I put about 10 of them in a bunch and wrap them in newspaper. So I will put those together and then I'll put like six bunches of newspaper in each drawer of my fridge or I have my walk-in cooler. And so you basically dry store them. And the farthest I've done is eight weeks you literally keep them in there and that that's the longest i've done and it like i said it it works i don't think that i'll ever get to the stage of doing this myself for my business because it's just why wouldn't i just stick them in a vase and sell them <laughs> unless it's still like prime tulip season and i want to wait and i want to have these for like a couple weeks later or if there's a wedding if my sister gets married july 15th i'm like okay fine i'll save you a thousand peonies but okay but then you simply unwrap them from the newspaper cut about an inch of the stem off and place them in water. And I did it with about a hundred stems in 2020, no 2021. I can't remember. And I think of all of the hundred stems, there were maybe two buds that didn't fully open. The rest, at least to my knowledge, completely opened up and they were beautiful. So I know a lot of DIY brides that have done this and then they get peonies like early July in Minnesota. It really does work. But like I said, do I want to risk that? Like what if it doesn't work? And plus to pick them just to store them to sell them later unless I had a real real good reason to do it like why not just sell them right away unless it's still peak tulip season or something and I'm trying to capitalize on both or I don't know we'll see never say never maybe I'll pack a thousand of them and I don't know. Another one is Russian sage. So this plant is so useful for cut flower arrangements. It's not your traditional flower and it's just some height and some spikes. So if you cut off one branch of your Russian sage bush, you can really divvy it up because pretty much any part of it looks good, whether it's the bottom or the tips. And you can put it in a vase and just get rid of the parts that the petals that are below the water and just kind of run your fingers down the stem and remove them. And it's still going to look great. I plan to buy about 30 of these, hopefully in July when they go on clearance and just make a whole row of them in a hedge maybe along my peonies because they're just such good workhorses and they can be cut all season long, not just at peak bloom time. Um, they definitely have a unique smell to them. I don't think it's a good or a bad smell but be careful because sometimes people get migraines from certain smells and i don't know they have a fragrance rudbeckia or black-eyed susans are one of my favorite flowers um they grow wild all over in my township you know my best friends know to just ignore me if they see me in their ditch with scissors and an ice cream bucket i pick these when they're just barely opening and i love mixing them with coneflowers and sunflowers they're just wild and whimsical and you know do a good job so like i said once again Always don't cut more than like a third of the plant. You can cut it evenly and you're not going to notice that it's gone in the landscaping. Just be strategic and symmetrical. The next one that I think most people get really surprised about is hostas. So I'll use those in an arrangement. I start using them in early June when they're green and much shorter and I'm in a pinch to get flowers before others are in bloom. So once late summer comes, they start changing colors and then they look really well with the dahlias. So their stems are just a dream to work with because they're really stiff and they give structure to arrangements. I will typically love to use them in the cute little purple and white stems that come out of them. A lot of people will cut them because they don't like the look of them, but I, you know, they they bloom down the stem and I will, you know, and they actually bloom top to bottom instead of bottom to top, which is different than most flowers. I love using them like mid-June in a vase and they just give a little bit of height and dimension to arrangements. And then, like I said, the leaves, the flowers are great. One of my absolute favorites is Spirea. Like I said, it's one of my favorites because 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 they bloom right around the same time as peonies and lilies. So my neighbors have this perfectly pruned and symmetric bush. And like it just looks fantastic. Whereas I let mine grow at different lengths. And I think they still look nice and pretty in my landscaping. But I don't perfectly trim them down. But my thing is that it isn't as obvious when I cut them and steal some random flowers from it. They last a good 10 days in a vase. I have the pink ones. I have the white ones. And I absolutely love them. Another cut flower in your landscaping that you can use is lilacs. Again, they're not here for a long time. They're here for a good time. They're only going to last three to four days, but They're awesome. I love them. They smell so good and just know that, yep, they're only going to last three or four days, but that's okay. The season is so short. Fill your house with as long as they can. They just have that beautiful smell. So cut them when about a half of the buds are open and use a really sharp pruning shears to cut them because they are wood. Cut them at a 45 degree angle and immediately put them in cold water. And I'm saying like bring a pitcher of water out there with you. Don't bring them inside the house. Like that 10 minutes can make a difference. So the old wives' tale that I sometimes use is once it's warm enough for lilacs to bloom, the soil is warm enough to plant your dahlias. All right, the next one is tulips. And if you go back and listen to my entire episode on tulips you'll get a lot more information about this, but they make an excellent cut flower. But again, growing them as a gardener versus growing them as a cut flower farmer are two totally different things. If you are selling them for production, you're going to want to dig up the whole bulb because you need that stem length, you need that storage, and they're not going to consistently bloom every year. If you cut them and you don't let them die back naturally, they're not going to have enough energy to like regenerate a new flower for the next year, or it'll be a very short and weak looking flower. So technically they're a perennial, but when used as a cut flower, you treat them as an annual. One thing that I suggest is, and I'm going to do this in my own landscaping is, you know, dig a big hole and plant about a dozen of them kind of in mass. And so they're all kind of together. And then that way, if I do end up cutting some of them just for my own self, like okay, well, I had 12 of them and then I cut four of them. And then the next year I'll only have eight blooming and then there'll be four little greenery. And then I'm just really curious what will happen the year after that. Like, do 12 of them bloom again? I don't know. It's going to be my own little experiment within my landscaping and just see how they they expand. But I don't know, that's going to be a long game on that, but I will put a link in my blog post To the tulip episode, so that you can see the whole thing. Lilies, I love using lilies as cut flowers, but the problem is if you cut them all the way down to the bottom of the stem, they're not going to bloom the next year. So don't cut more than a third of the stem when it comes to lilies. You also want to cut them when they're just barely opening. Daylilies, these make terrible cut flowers. Don't do it. Or use them in your landscaping, but they're going to die in a vase. They're not meant to be a cut flower. Just don't do it. Irises. So these will bloom in the spring and they spread like crazy. Seriously, a small group of roots can just take over a flower bed. And I I love the way they look in a vase, but they only last a couple days. For that reason, I will not sell them in my arrangement because customers don't like it when their flowers are dead on day two. However, they usually have three blooms on each stem that open in succession. So if you just remove the one stem that dies and then let the other two blooms, open up like I do that in my house all the time but I'm not going to sell them to customers if you have any questions um I'm here to help feel free to reach out to me social media website email let me know what you think if you go to the episode blog or episode notes on the website you can see everything that I have links to and yeah Abby what questions do you have first I have an idea Sunny Mary Meadow t-shirts with lilacs
1: on it that says, not here for a long time, here for a good time. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And <laughs> then a good one. Uh, my question has to do with the preen that you mentioned early in the episode. So you use it with mulch in your landscaping. Do you think it could be, could be used with rocks, per se, chunks of granite? Yeah. Which is oh, what I'm working with. For sure. For okay. sure.
0: And I will, I will stir it into my soil, too. Okay. Um, before I use landscape fabric, that's what we used all the time. Okay, because that's I.
1: When we bought our house, Mm -hmm. it came with some little baby hostas Mm -hmm. and granite rocks everywhere. Well, now the hostas have gone nuclear, and the weeds have taken over and are running Mm -hmm. the asylum. So I'm thinking this year I'll you said early spring and then like midsummer. Yeah. Okay. So
0: any established, it's not going to kill established ones. It's, honestly, yeah. it could stand to kill a few hostas. Yeah. That would make yeah. my life a yeah. lot better. Yeah. But. Yep. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I would honestly by hand pull out what you can. I mean, unless you want to spray Roundup, unless you're good with that, but otherwise, you know, pull those out, dig them out to by the root. Don't just snap off the top because yeah. that's basically like mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how Josh always pulled weeds. Like, He'd just like break off the top. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you didn't do anything. Like, it's just going to grow. You need to pull it by the rut. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, it was just funny. But yeah, definitely mix some preen in there to keep new weeds from coming up. Where can I buy that at? Sleep Farm, oh, Menards, okay. Amazon, wherever. So it's wherever. not like a specialty thing. No, I can just No, and go it's anywhere. like this. It's like little tiny balls that you sprinkle
1: around. And, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's the only question I had.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at SunnyMaryMeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymerrymeadow.com.
1: Flowers, flowers, we love flowers. Sunny Mary Meadow, they smell so good. SunnyMaryMeadow.com.